Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back. Another exciting episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from Edmonton, Alberta, we have a very interesting real estate entrepreneur. Camila Lindo is, is on the call with us. And she got started not that long ago and has done some very impressive things very, very quickly. In fact, if I read correctly, she's got a portfolio of over 100 units at this point. And she has switched from being a full-time nurse to being a full-time real estate entrepreneur. And she's done a lot of this by using other people's money, raising private capital. So Camila, great to have you on the call. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dave, for having me. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. So Camila, let, I'm fascinated. My lovely wife, Miss Max, is a nurse. You were in the nursing profession. You are now a full-time real estate entrepreneur. Tell me, first of all, what got your interest sparked in real estate? What what made you kind of decide to go down this path? Okay, so yes, it's a sad story that I have to leave the nursing, but it was a war between, should I choose nursing or should I go real estate? But in the end, we said, okay, let's do real estate. Mm -hmm. So I think the real estate won. So, <laughs> oh, I evidently it did, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So while I was doing the nursing, I was doing the real estate part-time issues. So it starts. But, but what, what kind of got you curious in thinking about real estate in the first place? Um, in the first place, what, what I think in the first place, I really wanted some freedom. Yeah. Because with the nursing, the long hours, the long shift. But Prior to that, I had no knowledge, no experience with real estate. It was very new for me. Yeah. So, so when about did that happen, Camila? When did you first get that spark? Right now, we're in, we're doing this interview, uh, April of 2023. Do you remember what year it was that you got sparked? Yes, I do, clearly. Yeah. So I was at home one day. And I was on night shifts. And you know, when you're doing those straight four night shifts straight and you're missing your small kids at home and it was my day off. So there was a free, uh, as they call a free meetup. So there was a real estate guy coming in town in Edmonton. Yeah. So I just draw my husband with, with me and say, oh, let's go see what he's talking about. And then from that meeting, it just sparked something in me like, this like this is what I want. This is what I want to do. All right. So what what year was that, Camila? It was four years ago from today. Like really? Okay. So not very long ago. So twenty nineteen, I guess. Yes. And who was who was the the guy that came through town? I might know them. That's Scott. Ah, Mr. McGilvery. Yes. <laughs> well, he has inspired thousands and thousands and thousands of people. That's for sure. All right. So, so you got, you got, you jumped on board with Keyspire then, correct? Yes. Nice. Yes. That's All right. So you went to that first kind of intro meeting that kind of lit you up. How was it? Because I know Keyspire is a phenomenal course, but it's not cheap. It's not in it. <laughs> The free, the free event is, is cheap, but after that, it's not cheap. So, you are was, so was there a, bit of a conversation you had to have with the family about that investment? Right. So, you know, we are new immigrants to, to Canada. 
So I was just doing my little nursing job on the side and my husband, he came up and he's trying to make ends meet also. Yeah. So we're like just going by after we starting all over coming from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So it was very tight for us and we had two young kids. Mm. So of course, when it says free, of course we pull along, but after that there was something else you have to yeah. pay for something else and yeah we walked away like at the door and my husband was like we don't have money to pay this at that time we had to pay like one thousand dollars to come back to do a three-day course right right so it's okay we don't have it we can't just risk one thousand dollars and we were walking out and at the door like something in me said you have a credit card with $1,000, just max it out and do it. I'm not telling everybody to do this, but that's what I did mm -hmm. and sign up for the course. And then, you know, you start that, that three days. And then by the time you reach day two, they said, okay, guys, you won't learn everything in three days. I said, oh my God, this is something else again. <laughs> and then it just keep going. But there was a, still something in me that, listen, we're going to find this money. We're going to sign up. And yeah. we did. So and good. So I'm hearing that your husband was with you at these things. So it wasn't just you. You you took your husband with him, with yes. you. Yeah. And then like with most families, you're kind of the boss when it comes to the money. <laughs> well, it's the truth, yeah. Camila. It's it's the <laughs> truth. Most marriages, the, the wife is in charge of the finances. And you took that leap of faith. Something inside you said, hey. I'm going to make this work. We're going to make this work. Yes. And even though it was tight, even though it was scary, you, you took that leap. All right. So, and, and that's, you know, it's nothing against Scott and those guys, but that's how the business works. You, you hook people in with the free thing. Then you sell them the cheap thing. Then you sell them the super duper, hooper duper, quite expensive thing. And you know, yeah. there's all the, all those kind of things. So when you got to that point where now you're investing, I don't know what it was, somewhere between 10 and 30 grand for the, for the different coaching programs. How did you make, how did you guys, did you both agree on that? Were you both on board with that? Or was it still you kind of going, let's make it happen. At that point, you know, that they want you to pay it before you leave, because I guess if we had left, we would not sign up. Right. Cause when we go back home and think about over oh, 30 grand and all of that, and then the other thing about it, we didn't want to take the lowest um, level because you didn't mm. get like a lot of coaching with that. So we want all the help that we need because we had no experience. Mm -hmm. So we had to get some line of credit. We, we, we put it together and let it work. Nice. Very good. I'm just, I'm just curious. Do you remember who your facilitator was there? Was it Alfonso? Was it uh, Paul? Do you remember? Well, it who? was Paul. It was yeah, Paul. I know Paul quite Paul Act. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 And he was quite good. So when he was, was giving examples and the, the I said, this is what I want to do. Nice. Okay. So there you go. Now you've taken the leap of faith and you're you guys are now thirty-one thousand dollars in debt getting into your, your real estate investing education. Yeah. What did you decide? And I know SpirePoint is uh, not SpirePoint. Keyspire is very good at a broad range of different real estate investing strategies. What did you guys jump into first? What kind of deals did you start doing? Yeah. So at first, they, they assigned us a coach, of course, 
So we had just purchased our, our um, permanent residence, like our oh. principal residence. Your own home, so, yeah. Yeah, so we qualified for that and we had an empty, like a basement. So they said, okay, let's start there. And fun fact, the basement still haven't built out yet. <laughs> so this, yeah. Really? <laughs> well, let's start there. Nothing happened. <laughs> Here I was gonna. I thought you were gonna have this story of house hacking your own house and putting no, it in the Okay, what happened there? How come? How come you didn't make story that? Story because it's we still don't we didn't build that basement yet. It's still down there empty, and I'm still living at the same place. So what happened is my husband was very interested, excited. So. He started to look for property in all around Edmonton. And sure enough, that night he found a property, a side-by-side -side duplex in Irma. I never heard of that place before. Anyway, it was- I, I haven't heard of that place first time I've heard of it. So anyhow, it's yeah. very close to, to Wainwright, like about 10, 15 minutes from Wainwright. So. Okay, so a small community outside of Edmonton then. Exactly. Got it. So, it was a side-by-side -side duplex. I said, okay. The was it a FISBO? Was it listed? What was it? Do you remember? It was listed. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. listed for 80 grand. Side-by-side yeah. -side duplex. Side-by-side -side duplex with an empty, two empty basement. So the basement had dirt in there. Wow. So, of course, he drove me to this place. I was so scared. I was like, where are we going? What are we doing? But as soon as I reached there, there was just this feeling I got like, this is the one. Okay, it's only 80 grand. You sure? What's the problem? What's yeah, the even even four years story? ago, that's still cheap, 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 it's cheap, cheap. Wow. Cheap. Yeah. But the thing about that deal was, yes, it was for 80 grand. But when we went to our bank, they said, no, you're not qualified. Right. And that was a dagger in our hearts, like. So if we can't qualify to buy investment property so cheap for 80 grand, where are we going to go with this? Right. So that was where we start to get creative from the get-go. So we asked the sellers, are you okay carrying the mortgage? They said, no, not really, but we could do what is called a vendor state back. So it's still like they, they're carrying the mortgage, but they said, okay, we'll give you agreement so you take time pay me for this property until you can pay me so they were very nice i guess what happened is it's an estate sale so nobody wanted to be in it so right. that was good for us so we, at that point we learned vendor state back agreement for sale like we were just learning all creative so i guess from the get-go we are just creative in doing our deals we got it mm -hmm. we were able to to get uh, raise funds to purchase it straight out. We were able to raise funds to put in the two basement suite. So when we're finished, we have a fourplex. Wow. And then from that day forward, we just keep kept buying fourplex up. I think we only have maybe one single family in our portfolio. Very yeah. cool. So these days, Camila, what does, what would you say is your primary strategy? Is it this what some people call the Burr strategy with yes. small multifamily properties. Is, is that what you're doing? Yeah. Burr is always our strategy. No turnkey so far. Yeah. So we 
underperforming, we either put basements in them or we renovate all units and we re refinance and then repeat. We just keep kept going. Very cool. And so you started with this property in kind of a smaller, more rural community outside of your city. Is yes. that still kind of your strategy, finding these properties outside of the main city or, or what are you doing? I would say 90% yes, because mm -hmm. most of our properties are in Alberta, but not a lot in Edmonton. We get better refinance for those out of the city and we don't have competition renting. They're always full. Very good. All right. Well, that's an exciting start. So brings up a question in my mind. Okay. You guys didn't qualify for financing. That first one, you got creative. You found a motivated seller who did an agreement for sale with you. And then you're, you're, you're starting to do more of those kind of deals. Have all of them been kind of creative like that? Or, or are you doing more traditional kind of purchases these days? They're all creative. All really? Creative. All creative. And how are you finding these deals through realtors? Or are you guys doing your own marketing? So at first we were just checking, but you know, after you start to, as according to them, be a serious investor, deals are just coming every day at our desk. So it's just from where? From who? From, from, where? from realtors, the off market deals, like we're just getting, we, um, some of them are, um, what do you call them? Somebody else can't close, they send them to us, like different investors send them to us. Very good. As, as we grow, we join other groups too. So more people get familiar with us and with our strategies. Okay, very good. So let's talk a little bit about that because it sounds like from the get-go, you were successful at bringing on joint venture partners or raising capital or both. So what did those initial deals kind of look like? What kind of a structure did you have? And these days when you're doing uh, other deals, what kind of structures are you typically doing with your for, for raising capital? So for most of our deals, I would say 90%. It's just me and John, my husband. Oh. We, are, we just open different corporations for different buildings and we use passive investors. So we don't really do lots of joint ventures. Okay, so when you say passive investors, you're opening up a new corporation for, you, you find a, a property, you open up a new corporation there. Yeah. Are you and John the, the general partners and you're bringing on limited partners or how is that, if you don't mind sharing, how does that work? No, we just bring on private lenders. Private lenders. So do they have equity in the property or how are they, are no, they coming no on equity. as a second mortgage or how does that work? Well, some come on as second mortgage, third mortgage, or just promissory notes. Just so promissory we notes. Do, we don't do equity. You don't do any equity. Okay. No. Very good. All right. So are they, do you guys kind of have the, the capital to do the deal? Then you bring the investors on afterwards, or are you bringing the investors on right from the get go? From the get go, we bring the investors on. So most of these deals are 100% OPM. Very good. Okay. And in order to be bringing on these investors, um, how are you finding these people? Where, where are they coming from typically? So these investors are from the groups that we're a part of. So 
from the get-go, once we're excited about our first deal, we, keep, we kept just posting our deal. We carried them through the renovation. We showed them what we, we have done. We showed them the ARV value and what how we pay out back the initial investors and how they are going to get paid out. And once we show that, that successful deal and we do it again and we keep repeating, we just share it. So we're always sharing it. So a lot of people are attracted to us because of the experience. And we are persons too that we pull them on the deal with us to show them like what we actually are doing. Very good. So when you you say you're showing people this, are you doing this on social media, posting in the groups? What does that typically look like for you, Camila? Most times it's posting in the group. Posting in the group, yeah. And is, are it pictures, video, both? What do you find works both, best? Both. We do a lot of pictures, videos. We show the before, we show the after, we show what we have done. And yeah, don't make it too crazy. Very simple, Reynolds, and we just show it to them and post them in the group. So it sounds like you and John are very handy people, or do you have a whole crew of people helping you out as well? We are very handy. John is very handy, so he he, he does a lot. He does but a lot of that. We have our little group, our little crew who, who work with us on all these projects. So we just move them from one to one, yeah. one to the other. So we just have to keep them busy and they stick around. <laughs> Makes sense. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was I going to be asking you about? Okay. So, and what, so if you, you've got all these properties in different areas, sounds like you're up to about a hundred rental units at this point, spread out all over Alberta. How, what do you, what do you do for management? How do you manage all of these properties? Okay. Good question. So for some of them, we do use a property management company and others, we just use a caretaker. Okay. A caretaker, somebody who lives in the property or somebody yes, who lives Yes, in- they live in the property. And what, and what are the size of the properties that you're dealing with these days? Typically? Um, these days we're like 15, 17, 20. Yeah. So larger, larger multifamily properties. Yeah. Yes. Very, very cool. All right. Now you mentioned that you're kind of generating a lot of interest in these different groups that you're part of. So you started off with Keyspire. You're part of their group. I understand they have kind of a, a private community and people that are part of that community kind of share what they're doing. And yes. And have you found that even though a lot of other people spent 30 grand on, on the education, they still haven't done anything with it? And and those are the people that tend to invest with you. Is that what you're finding? Not really, but we do know that a lot spend that money and they're not doing anything. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And so, so who are the ones that, that are investing with you typically? Um, I think after the after we pass the first or the second year mark, person starts to see that we are very serious and very active. So I would think we get seasoned investors straight to new new newbies, as you say. So the whole range the of people. The whole range. Are, we have yeah. persons who are new, we have persons who are there a long time because it comes with um, experience and trust after a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have investors who said we are watching you from day one, but <laughs> we just feel comfortable now to invest with you because they, they are seeing the progress. Yeah, very, very cool. Very smart. So Camila, um, you're bringing on these investors as passive partners. 
they're they are debt partners they are not equity partners sometimes you've got them secured with mortgages on the property sometimes they're just a promissory note a lot of trust involved with that that's for sure um what kind of typically what kind of time frame are people in these deals with you for is it is it long term or short term or what what are you doing with it's short term so most times it's between 12 to 15 months. Right. So that's enough time for you to buy the get, property, get it all renovated, get it up to up to speed, get it optimized, increase right. the value in that property. And then you go and you refinance it and you right. pay out your investors. Is that what you're doing? That's correct. Yeah. Very, very smart. Okay. So you, you started off with the, well, that way you can recycle your investors over and over again, right? Because, exactly. And that's what we do. We did yeah. that. Like we have done that. So you have, a, how many investors do you have kind of as a core group? Um, we have maybe a 20 core people who's yeah. just on every deal. Yeah. Maybe don't need so much for each deal, but sometimes we are doing like multiple deals at a time. Right. Like for example, now this year we are going to, be going into land development. Yeah, interesting. So that one we are raising the most funds ever. Yeah, you need to raise some serious capital for that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that is exciting stuff, Camila. And and because you're part of these groups, are these closed private type groups? Or are they kind of open to the public? What what kind of groups are they? Well, most of the groups that I'm in, like um, Keyspire, Mel and Dave. They mm-hmm. are paid groups, so they are private. Right. So uh, it's not open to the group unless you paid into it. So we kind of work with the persons or the PD investors in that group. Right. Yeah. Because I was just wondering, because I see a lot of people making mistakes the way that they post about their deals on social media. They post it on their their uh, their public pages and they po- post it to public groups and mm-hmm. that can be dangerous when it comes to the right. in your case the Alberta Securities Commission exactly however if you're part of these closed paid groups then again I'm I'm not a securities lawyer or expert but my understanding is that's a lot safer because you know it's that that's a certain it. level of sophistication people have to be at to be part of that group is is that's that correct. your understanding Yes, that's my understanding. I will never post a deal on my personal page or just to the public. Yeah, smart. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So, Camila, I was poking around a little bit on your Instagram posts and stuff like that. Looks like you guys are doing some fun stuff internationally now as well. Yes, we are. So last is last month. Yeah, March. We went down to Mexico to close our first property there. Where, what kind of property and where? So it's a nice gated community. Um, it's a house, but it's in, uh, to, to us in Canada, we would say it's a condo style, but it's it's nice. It's it's in Porto Balata, mm-hmm. a very nice area for tourism. Um, link up with this agent and it was a pre-construction. So I, I started to pay for it a, um, a year ago. Yeah. And then they said, okay, it's ready. So brought my family down there. We went and did the closing, furnished it in no time. And we're back and it's ready and ready to go. So that's going to be a short-term rental, furnished short-term rental for you? 
Yes, it is. Very nice. Congratulations. That's beautiful. All right. And so you say moving ahead, uh, your plans are to get into land development. Are you going to do that around Alberta or, or where are you looking at for land development? Well, right now we have a nice old community that we're going to do in Drumella, Alberta. Yeah. Drumheller, Alberta. Very good. Excellent. Yeah. And um, what, what do you see perhaps being some of the challenges or, or things that, that might get in the way moving ahead with, with your plans? Sometimes when the, the market is a little bit shift, shifting, especially with the interest rate, our challenge is just to assure our investors. That's our challenge. They just want to be sure, like, is it going to be higher, lower? What is going to happen? For us, we are always positive. We're confident that we can raise the funds and we do our own work. We know that we can pay them back after the term is done. It's just to keep the investors motivated and confident. And of course, it's not all of them, but you have few who are still watching everything that happens in the market. So yeah, that's definitely. A that's a challenge. Well, it sounds like you've done some amazing things in a very short period of time. Congratulations to you and John. I always love interviewing new Canadians because I, I don't know, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like new Canadians come here with, with their eyes wide open to all of the opportunities that are before us. And a lot of us that are born and raised and have always lived here just seem to have blinders on. What, what are your thoughts about that, Camila? Well, my thought, my thought is always, um, if you were always a focused person and you are open to change and you have a goal in mind, I always said, because this was always something in us, we're always entrepreneurs from even back home. So once I see opportunity, once we see opportunity, we are going to go at it. At first, we thought real estate was only for the rich and the famous. So we weren't even looking into that area. But when you come and you realize that anybody can really do it, it makes a difference. I'm still trying to convince some of my people that it can be done, but they're just thinking we did something different or special, but I'm telling them no. Is nothing special we did. Very good. Oh, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. Camila, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. If people want to connect with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? They can send us an email at lindasproperties at gmail.com. And of course, we are working on our Instagram. We're trying our best to be social. So it's Lindo Properties. And see, we drop sometimes some things there that we are doing. Awesome. Very good, Camila. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you so much, Dave. All right, everybody take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.